Hello, welcome back everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host coming to you from Crosspoint Church, Pastor Josiah. So glad to be with you wherever this podcast finds you. Um, for some of our regular listeners, I'm sorry for the long wait. It's been a little while since we came out with an episode. Um, I went down to the Ozarks for a week and was sick for a week, so we just uh, got behind a little bit, but we're back, and uh, God's Word didn't go anywhere, <laughs> so I'm happy to just get back to it. So hopefully this um, your notification will show up if you're following um, our show, if you subscribe to it or follow it, and you'll know that we got some new episodes coming your way. And we're back at it today with Psalm 68, a very important psalm. Uh, Of course, they all are, but 68 is important. It's got one of my favorite verses um, for spiritual warfare, which I, here, let me just get that out of the way. It's at the beginning. Listen to this. I'm talking about when you think, man, the enemy is, I don't like, he's he's in my life right now and I don't like it. Listen to this. This is uh, Psalm 68, 1, 2, and three, and this isn't our verse of the day. It should be someday, but I'm just giving, this is just a freebie here to um, thank you for waiting. (laughs) So listen to this. God shall arise. His enemies shall be scattered and those who hate him shall flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so you shall drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked shall perish before God. But the righteous shall be glad. They shall exult before God they shall be jubilant with joy. Isn't that great? And you could do worse than starting your day by just getting up and praying that over your house. Not because of superstition or because there's some magic in the words, but because we live in a spiritual reality and there is a war in our world and you are letting the forces know where you stand with that verse. I'll tell you that. All right. So that's Psalm 68, 1 through 3. I recommend it to anybody. But today we're on Psalm 68, verse 19, uh, which reading from uh, the ESV says this, Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. All right. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. All right. As far as a verse of the day goes, you could, it's hard to beat this. It's a pretty self-contained uh, package of goodness. <laughs> the context, even just within the verse, fills it out pretty good. There's no dangling articles, and uh, it would be tough to misinterpret it just because it was one verse. So as a verse of the day, it's pretty powerful. Nonetheless, um, I want to look at the context because I know uh, it's going to deepen the meaning for us. So first and foremost, how beautiful is this? The combination just within the verse of the eternal, the big picture, um, mixed with, so that would be like the infinite frame, and then the imminent frame, the daily, the up close and personal. That's what our God is. He is both infinite and imminent. He's transcendent and imminent. There you go, transcendent and imminent, meaning he's both further away from us than we'll ever understand, but closer to us at the same time than we'll ever understand. And you kind of see that principle about him in this verse, and I'll show you what I mean. It says, blessed be the Lord's. That means we're just blessing God, which is, you know, did you know you could do that? You know, the scripture commands us to do that, to bless God. And throughout the scriptures, you'll find, you know, Paul will kind of like say, blessed be God and so on. So you can do that. I don't know if you knew that or not, but 
You say, bless. So anyway, blessed be the Lord. And he says, who daily bears us up. Okay. So there's the daily. What am I going to do? It's Tuesday and it's raining on today as I'm recording this. What am I going to do on a rainy Tuesday where, as usual, I'm overwhelmed by the things that I need to do and the ways that I fall short and the kind of things I'm facing? What am I going to do? Well, daily on rainy Tuesdays, God bears me up. And then big picture, transcendent picture, God is my salvation. Okay, so in the Christian life and in Scripture, those two are always laying right next to each other. They don't, they're not exclusive. God just isn't the faraway God of your ultimate salvation, and he's not just the daily uh, friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is both, which is why he's God. And uh, the last thing I'll point out just within this verse here is the phrase, God is our salvation, okay? This is supposed to keep us from forming this picture of God, which a lot of us have, that he saved us because that's what he does, because he's good. And yeah, he sent his son to die for us, but still he's over there in heaven somewhere and you're here on earth, okay? And you may be on his team, but you shouldn't, I mean, you know, you got the plan of salvation and you should be, you know, and that's good enough for you. Now, whereas I agree, it's definitely good enough for me. I don't deserve anything from God. So I agree with that principle, but unbelievably and super abundantly in grace, God is our salvation. He himself is our salvation. In another part of scripture, it says, Jesus, he himself is our peace. So God gives us not just the plan of salvation, but God is our salvation, so God has given us himself. Does that make sense? He gave himself to you. <laughs> That's what it means to be saved because God is our salvation. So be re- being reunited with him is what salvation is. So he's close to you. He's not far away dispensing grace to you. He's with you. You're in him. You are in Christ. You're a new creation. He himself is your peace. He That's in Ephesians. So I just think that's awesome, man. I mean, there's just so much there that uh, I could get caught up in. But before I do that, let's just look now a little bit at context. Why is the psalmist even talking about um, God being our salvation? Um, let's just start at verse 18. Now, verse 18 is actually quoted in Romans. So you'll find... Romans, and I'm not going to tell you where it's at. I want you to go hunting for it. But 68:18 is quoted in Romans, and it says this, You ascended on high, leading a host of captives in your train and receiving gifts among men, even among the rebellious, that the Lord God may dwell there. Okay? It's a prophecy. You ascended on high, leading a host of captives in your train and receiving gifts among men, even among the rebellious, that the Lord God may dwell there. I made a big deal about um, it being in Romans, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually in Ephesians, okay? It's in Ephesians. You ascended on high, leading a host of captives in your train. Okay, so there's a prophecy here about God's salvation, about him ascending on high, which is pointing towards Christ. We know he was crucified, buried, and dead. But then we know that in the sight of his disciples and without anyone assisting him, so to speak, he, under his own power, ascended into heaven receiving gifts among men, even among the rebellious, that the Lord God may dwell there. So that's you and I. 
were the ones. We were rebellious, and God, through his gospel, through the power of his Holy Spirit, changed our hearts. We're actually gifts given to Christ by the Holy Spirit. Pretty cool. And so he goes from there, from 18 to 19, which is why he says, Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. Okay? And then from there, he deepens it in 20. says, Our God is a God of salvation. And to God, the Lord, belong deliverances from death. <laughs> Isn't that great? Our God is a God of salvation. Okay, so as he's playing on that note of God is our salvation. Our God is a God of salvation. And to God, the Lord, belong deliverances from death. All right. I mean, so much material here, guys, for prayer. I always feel like it's important to point that out. The scriptures should always be fueling. They're the wood um, that fuels the fire of our prayers. Um, I completely understand when people say, man, I'm just not sure what to say. Sometimes I run out of words in prayer. That makes total sense to me. I never mock that. I, I understand it completely. The cure, though, and we do need to seek out the cure. We don't want to just lay there and go, man, I just don't know what to say to God, so I don't talk to him. Uh, you don't want to live there. That's that's a powerless Christian life. You don't want to do that. What you need is the fire, the wood, the fuel that you find in Scripture. So again, you could do worse for yourself than to get on your knees and to say, our God is a God of salvation. And to God, the Lord, belong deliverances from death. And then just begin to list those people in your life. You know, your coworkers, your family, your friends, your kids maybe, who right now they're walking in spiritual darkness and spiritual death and they need prayer. Well, you... you Go with this verse, and then you name their names before God. And again, I make sure you understand me. It's not because, oh, that's magic, and now God will hear you because you finally did the right thing. No, he's not like that. He's always hearing you. But what this does is it begins to deepen our desire, deepen our knowledge and trust of who God is and who he's willing to be. And it, it empowers us to pray and to believe and ask for more. Okay? So... Um, the next time you go before the Lord, one thing you could do, of course you don't have to, but one thing you could do is you could bring Psalm 68, 18, 19, and 20 to him and just see where it takes you, so to speak. All right? All right, guys, that's enough for today. So glad to be with you, glad to be back with you. Be looking for, um, we're going to do a string of scriptures from here and there in the New Testament concerning the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited about that. You'll see that in the next couple episodes, Okay. So it's so good to be with you on Psalm 68, 19. Hope to see you soon.